0: are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. My most important mentors. Today I'm gonna answer a question that I got on Facebook. It's from uh, Daniel Nunez. He says, who is your favorite mentor and the nugget that stood out to you the most? When I look at my favorite mentors first it's so hard to choose you know as a kid I always knew I was fundamentally different I was so different that I didn't really feel like I belonged anywhere I didn't feel like I belonged in school I didn't feel like I belonged in any of the cliques of other kids I didn't really understand where to go for help so I just started reading obsessively and A lot of you know this from listening to the podcast. I read personal development at first, and I started reading life histories. I read autobiographies, and the more I read, the more I found these spiritual mentors that changed my life. One of the first ones, one of the greatest philosophers, we know him as a physicist, but he's one of the greatest philosophers ever, Einstein. When I found out that Einstein... Failed algebra the first time. Didn't tie. Didn't didn't talk until he was four. Couldn't tie his shoes his whole life. I found a kindred spirit, and I knew if I could be like Einstein, then maybe there was hope for me. I remember reading about Thomas Edison getting kicked out of school at five years old, and and that 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 fact gave me hope that maybe I could turn into something. I remember th- reading about Newton who discovered gravity by sitting under an apple tree. But what we don't talk about with Newton is that he was so antisocial. That was the reason he was under the apple tree alone. And he was one of those people that made this discovery but had a hard time communicating it because he didn't know how to talk to other human beings. So the more I read, the more I found mentors throughout history, kindred spirits throughout history, entrepreneurial personality types, evolutionary hunters that were just like me. And every time, I found someone who had done something extraordinary but at the same token had shown up in a way that did not make them look strong, like not being able to pass algebra, being antisocial. Every time, it made me feel like there was hope for me. So I persisted and I pressed forward. And as a kid, I found this incredible world called business where I started feeling like I really belonged. The one thing that came natural to me my whole life was failing. I was terrible in school, I was terrible at sports, I was completely and totally socially awkward, I didn't have a lot of friends. Not that it bothered me, I'm not looking for sympathy, I'm just saying I really didn't have a lot of friends. I wasn't good at what most kids are good at. But when I was young, my parents experienced a severe financial setback, my dad lost a construction business in the early 80s, and I started working with my dad in a flea market. My dad and I would go and we would sell small like goods that he would go buy in LA or we would go buy in LA and we would go sell them at a swap meet. And I remember the first time that happened, somebody walked up to the table. We were selling little miniature calculators and pens with an LCD clock in them. (laughs) Let's remember, this was the 80s. That was really high technology. And I remember a woman walked up, asked me a few questions, I answered them and then she bought something from me and it was this feeling of of like having accomplished something having done something there was this there was this clear achievement that had just happened and it was me nobody else was there i had that woman buy something i helped her buy something i made something work it was it was this place where i might be able to create success and from that point forward Most of my life has been an obsession around how do you make business grow because this is an ecosystem, this is an environment that I understand. In business, I can be successful. And when I was in my early teens, I found what has become one of the most important spiritual and and strategic mentors to me in my life. This incredible human being named Peter Drucker, who when I started reading Drucker, I found this kindred spirit that looked at business the same way I do. You know, I have an entire shelf of Peter Drucker books in my office and I have a hard time thinking about him without getting emotional. He wrote over 30 books about business he sat down and said, this thing called business, not only can we categorize it and write about it and figure it out, but we can make it better. We can show people how to succeed. It doesn't have to be as, as hard as it is. We can make it so that people understand the, the rules and, and, and the guidelines to creating success. And when I look at his books, I'm looking at them right now, The Effective Executive and The Essential Drucker and Innovation and Entrepreneurship and The Practices of Management and just his book, Management where he sat down and said, I'm going to write about every facet of running a business and write the definitive work from the inside out on how you make something called a business successful. I remember getting emotional as I read that book because here was another human being who saw the same importance in this concept called business that I did, so much so that he was willing to sit down and write the Bible for business called management. And anyone who's in business, who hasn't read Drucker, you don't know what you're missing. Because here's an individual who before the internet, before technology, before anything else, recognized the importance of business, recognized how businesses change lives, change worlds, evolve the world, change the entire planet and globe around us, and he put his time into making it better for all of us. So my first, most important mentor is Peter Drucker for everything that he wrote, for the shortcuts he left behind, for the time he put into his career, making sure that every one of us has more information, has a better chance, has more than he had when he was starting. There's no question Drucker is one of my top three. The second person is Napoleon Hill. Now, he wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich, which has to be the most purchased and least read book of all times (laughs) i've probably read it two or three hundred times in fact downstairs i have one of the first edition original copies that katie bought me in our fireproof safe it's one of the most prized possessions i have i like to go down and take out that first edition and just read it because there's a different feeling there's like this energy that comes off of it. I can feel the vibrations of every person who's owned that book before me, and I know how much success it has created out in the world. And when I read it, it feels so confirming because that book has meant so much to me throughout my life. It's like a a direction manual for how you can be successful. And in 2007, Katie and I were running a massive uh, eight-figure real estate empire, and making a ton of money, and the entire market came crashing down right on top of us. We owned all of our property in Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County, Florida, which was literally ground zero for the foreclosure crisis. We lost everything. We went from being tens of millionaires to being worth less than zero in less than a year. We went from having hundreds of thousands of dollars in income to being absolutely bankrupt and trying to figure out how to buy groceries. And there was a day where I was in my office a few days after we had met with the attorney and, de- and declared bankruptcy, where I still wasn't really able to talk, where I was still in shell shock from, from having this experience of knowing I was going to go out and publicly and, and officially declare what a massive failure I was to the world. I was in a situation where my entire life, I had been in some tight spots, but I'd always figured out a, a way out. And this time there just wasn't. And I remember walking by a shelf that had Think and Grow Rich on it, a book that I'd read hundreds of times, a book that was full of Post-it notes and markings. And I have two copies that are pretty much falling apart. I almost have to go read the first edition because the modern ones that I have are so marked up and dog-eared, they literally don't work anymore. And I opened that book to the passage that said, in the middle of my bankruptcy, every adversity carries with it the seed of an equal or greater opportunity and i remember thinking that's where we are and if every adversity carries with it the seed of an equal or greater opportunity then whatever we do next is going to be massive and as i decided to push the i believe button and just go forward and that moment of reading those words on the page moved me in a direction to where i called a friend of mine and and from that point forward, started focusing on how we got out of that. And from being in bankruptcy and having it discharged from the date our bankruptcy was discharged to being liquid multi- or liquid millionaires again was less than one year because I didn't focus on the failure. I focused on finding that equal or greater success from the adversity we were in. And I followed the principles in Napoleon Hill's book if you're willing to sit down and read that book and put that into your life every single day, it will change everything. And the the, the the real fact about Think and Grow Rich is it will do nothing for you if you buy it and put it on a shelf. But if you open up and read it, it'll do everything for you. And then the third most important mentor um, isn't an author who I didn't meet isn't someone who I never had the opportunity to be in person with. It's actually a consultant that I worked with probably about seven or eight years ago and who I quote almost on a daily basis. His name is Mason Ludlow. And Mason is one of the wisest and most integral and most intelligent business people I've ever had the privilege of working working with. In fact, Mason's a pretty unique dude. He was coaching me, and he was always also working with the board of directors at Walmart. In fact, he was working with John Walton at Walmart when we were working together. And at one point, he was in our office and went out to get a TV, and he went to Walmart, and he got a TV at like a 60% discount. And I'm like, Mason, how do you do this? And he pointed, because he turned in the receipt so that we would pay for it and he pointed at the memo on the Walmart receipt, and it said John W. So that's how intense Mason Ludlow is and was. And the key thing that I learned from Mason is that in your business, when you have clarity about where you're going, when you understand the plan, when everyone knows their role, and their responsibilities, and you have a scoreboard that matters, you can stand on the gas pedal with both feet. And Mason used to tell me, line it up, make sure you have your plan, make sure everyone knows where you're going, and then then you push like crazy. See, he taught me that first you have to know where you're going, have clarity for each person, know what your scoreboards are, and then when you push your team, when you motivate them, when you tell them to go in a direction, they won't just walk, they will run. In fact, Mason used to tell me one of the keys to business is to going out and finding people that are just as passionate about what you do as you are, who have a chip on the shoulder, who are looking to make things happen, and he would call them wall runners. And I I remember the first time he said, I said, Mason, what is a wall runner? And he said, you go out and find someone who's so excited about your outcome that when you point at a wall, they'll go right through it. And that is advice is so much of what I do today. I go out and I find true believers who believe, in our, who believe in me. Like It might sound egotistical to say that, but when I hire someone, I need to make sure they believe in me because sometimes I need help believing in me. I want my team to believe in me. I want them to know that, that if we do the right things, that what we put out there is going to change the world. And so I want people who believe in me, who I am, and what I do. I want people who believe in our company and the products we put out. And I want people who believe in our clients and what they do. And when we find that trifecta, we do find wall runners. They will wall, run through any wall, no matter how thick and no matter what it takes. And I watch it on a daily basis. And if you don't have that atmosphere in your team right now, do what Mason told me. Create clear outcomes that everyone understands. He used to say, when they can explain it back to you and you're confident they'll get there, you're good. Then make sure everyone on the team knows what they're responsible for. What are they accountable to? When people know what they're supposed to do, they will. And then last, make sure you have clear scoreboards so every person knows whether they're winning or not, and you will see your entire team transform. You will see your entire team run through walls. So in my life, I have been affected and changed by the people who I've let in, the people who I've chosen to learn from, and I've shared three of them with you today, Peter Drucker, Napoleon Hill, and then Mason Ludlow, who in person has and continues to change my life. I think every one of us as entrepreneurs needs to have those inspirational mentors, those people in our lives that we look up to that give us momentum. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to thank you for letting me be a small part of your life because my whole career, I always wanted to be able to help people create more success in their lives and in their business. And From a very young age, I wanted to be able to help people do more and be more and create more and have bigger outcomes in the world. And having this podcast and this conversation with you and this relationship that we're building means the world to me. So thank you for being a listener and for being here with me and for allowing me into your life. It's an honor and a privilege. If you haven't yet, uh, download a copy of my book and understand the real manifesto behind the entrepreneurial personality type. Let me, in less than 45 minutes, it's a short book, let me help you understand yourself better, stop limiting behavior, and create unlimited momentum. Go to freemomentumbook.com, freemomentumbook.com, download the entrepreneurial personality type, and let me know what you think.